everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough, and we have a long-time returning friend and guest of, of the show. He was a podcaster. We have Nick Jenkins from Gamers Without Borders. Uh, Halloween has come early. We brought him back from what? the dead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, how have you been, Nick? Well, I was, I was going to say, like, so the, since the last time I've came on this show... So much has gone wrong in the world. I've just, I've, I've realized that I was the problem. That- oh, that's <laughs> most likely it. We needed to have you back sooner. Yeah. So fingers crossed. I'll, I'll be able to fix this and clearly plug the hole to whatever demon dimension has just, uh, has, yeah, has kicked off most of this year. God, it just imagine if Doom was released like this year. If it would do any worse or better. If it's like, oh, finally, I can have an out outlet for all this rage I have inside me. Where if it's just like. I got enough. I got enough hell on earth. I don't. I don't need it in a game. Like that's what I mean. Despite how shitty this year has been, I'm grateful for the games we did get, like Animal Crossing and Fall Guys, to take my mind off of it. <laughs> yeah, Spirit Fair, somewhere to just run away. Totally. Uh, but that's what I mean. This is a video game podcast for anybody new. I hope you're new. Uh, tell a friend, tell a family <laughs> Please member. be new. Yeah, we that's need I mean. new people. We would love that. Uh, but that's the thing. It's been a whole long time since we talked to Nick, and usually on this podcast we just go around table talking about the games we've been playing. So, Nick, I'm curious, what have you been up to since we last talked? It was a long time ago. I know we were talking about your podcast on hiatus. I'm pretty sure it's still on hiatus. Any <laughs> Any idea of when that's coming back, if it's coming back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Put you on the spot uh, here, Nick. I was, I was going to say this is not the point where I magically, out of nowhere, pull out the fact that I've had a fifty-episode backlog. I just haven't told anyone about. <laughs> Keeping Are up on sure? it this whole time. Uh, well, that would have been so cool. Well, the honest answer is, I was, I was kind of on the verge of, of sort of trying to to kick it back off. It's, it's no one's fault. And then everything that happened happened, and there was kind of a point where I think. I realized, and obviously tangentially, um, for Greg as well. Hello, by the way. Um, that kind of with everything else that happened, <laughs> we had more important things to deal with. Um, so I haven't even broached the question of, of bringing it back for the time being because, yeah, um, <laughs> I think everyone's priorities shifted a little bit. So, uh, yeah, oh, for so sure. I thought, Understandably. Yeah. So I thought at the very least I'd, I, I'd come on here at least, at least to say hi and prove to people I'm not dead. And I, as I always say, <laughs> I can't say it will come back. Like it, I will always uh, sort of keep the episodes that we did do up, so they're not going to disappear or anything. And I would, I would love, um, love to do it. But yeah, circumstances always seem to count against me uh, on that, which is which is not not great. But I'm not not ruling it out. It's yeah, just I don't think anyone could have seen the last kind of twelve months coming. So yeah, that's just totally, dude. That makes perfect sense to me, and at least we get to hear your voice on this show every now and then, and that's the thing. We gotta reach out to Judge Greg and get that going again, too, just to catch up with him, see how he's doing. Hope you're well, Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get those uh, <laughs> listener numbers up from three to four uh, for, yeah. for this podcast. Oh, no, He'll really? tweet us out on Monday with his answer. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Also, I'm, ge- I'm getting this getting this in early, just uh, shout out to Pat Johnston. Uh, the only other person that listens to this podcast. God damn I, it. <laughs> I want to talk to you because I think you're also one of the only other people in the world that watches Agents of Shield. So this is really old now. But talk to me. Talk to me about the season finale. You tweeted about it when I was desperately trying to avoid spoilers. You didn't spoil it, but I want to talk to someone about it. So Pat, hit me up. Uh, nice. Nick, you and I can talk about up to like episode two. I think that's as far as I made it. 
See, this is this is the this is the problem. This is the issue. This is what everyone got wrong. Like the first, like I think it's like seven episodes are really bad. Like they're really like formulaic <laughs> monster of the week. Yeah. But yeah. then as it kind of just got less being like we can talk, we can reference all the films. It got really really good, and like it got to the iron. Like they without spoiling it, like they really nailed the finale because. They just they spent the last like two seasons just focusing on the characters. It kind of in a in a in a lot of ways didn't feel like a Marvel property anymore. Like obviously there's a lot of stuff goes on, but it wasn't so desperate to to tie stuff back in. So it's all on most of it's on Disney Plus. So I do recommend going back and watching that. That's my PSA. Nice. Okay, it sounds like instead of relying on the movies and the MCU that they built, um, it just. They were like, screw it, let's make it its own thing that existed. Like, they were stopped relying on the other existing properties and just tried to make the show itself a good story, which sounds like the right way to do things. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And like, they'll put in, they'll put in the, the occasional sort of wink and nod, but yeah, if you watch the first couple of episodes, the references are obnoxious. And like, that's, yeah, that's yeah. coming from like a, from a diehard fan, but it's just like, we get it, we know, just move on, do your own thing. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's the thing. I just, I just shout, shout out to Pat because I nearly had a heart attack because there was a brief two day period where I was desperately trying to avoid spoilers, and I thought Pat was going to ruin it, but he didn't. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about this. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Have him on your show. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, as for the games you've been up to, uh, anything stand out? Uh, it's been so long. Yeah, a few bits and bobs, although I think like a lot of people, like a lot of people, especially when, um, lockdown started, I was kind of like, oh, this is going to be a great time to game. Um, I wasn't playing Animal Crossing like the rest of the world because I don't have a Switch. Um, but I played a few bits and bobs. Um, I, I tried something that was a, f- a first time for me, and this is going to, this is going to make Bren very happy because I tried my oh. first ever roguelike. Oh, nice. I played Dead Cells. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, which which is a, is a roguelike. Beyond that, there's not uh, that much to say. But it was kind of my first foray into it. Um, I, d- I did I did really enjoy it, and like I've always sort of been aware of the genre, but never really thought it was my thing. Like I've tried to get into Binding of Isaac a few times, but the control scheme never quite sort of meshed with me. So I always kind of bounced off it. But Dead Cells was really mm-hmm. fun. Um, though I do kind of feel I kind of did the thing you're not really supposed to do with a roguelike, where as soon as I did my f- com- first complete run-through, which took about an hour, I just haven't gone back to the game since, and it's kind of like, there's there's not a huge amount of replayability to it. Like, um, once you finish it, you just basically unlock a different, like, difficulty modifiers to make it more difficult and, and stuff like that, but there's not not a huge amount to it, and so it was it was good fun, but... I definitely say pick, pick it up on sale, and I'll, to be completely honest, I'm on my successful run, and I'm sure Bren knows this. I just ended up getting really good RNG on like all of my weaponry. That just the stats were ridiculous. I I just cheesed it. I was sitting in corners, <laughs> letting all my like auto firing weaponry um, do uh, its yeah. own do its own thing. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I definitely recommend it um, if if um, if you're into that. And then what else have I been playing? Because um, I wanted like a comfort. Uh, came and I always have a soft spot for them. I bought myself a Lego game. Um, specifically, Ooh, nice. I, bought, I bought the Lego Avengers game because uh, if you hadn't already guessed, I'm a Marvel fan. It was um, <laughs> it was good fun, although I kind of think a lot of the later the later Lego games in general they went a lot more sort of open worldy and stuff like that. Whereas 
I like when I was a kid, even though anyone listening to this knows that I'm quite young anyway, so they're going to say, you're still a kid. Um, but like I grew up and had like the first two Lego Star Wars games and I love those games to bits and they were just really nice sort of self-contained. So yeah, when you kind of do these big sprawling open worlds and a lot of the time, um, they're just quite empty, which is kind of a classic complaint, um, with a lot of open yeah. world games for sure, for sure. Um, I randomly today of all things, Glenn randomly got back into Tetris Effect. Um, just, oh, just nice. find that re- really, really soothing. And even though, oh, yeah. like, this is the exact opposite of how this game is supposed to be played, and I should preface this by saying I've played it through before, but I tend to just play it now just like normal Tetris and play it with the sound off, just listen to podcasts. But because, yeah, oh, sometimes yeah. you can't beat a bit of Tetris. Um, for once, I have been on the bandwagon and have played a little bit of Fall Guys. I am tremendously oh. bad. I'm tremendously bad at it. Uh, the best I've done is I got to the final round once, and I actually oh. think I had a really good shot of winning, and then made one tiny mistake and screwed it up massively. Um, oh, so, it's so yeah. relatable, Nick. I <laughs> I feel that so bad. On a recent stream, actually, I got to the final round. I that's the thing. I feel like I'm I have the skill, but I don't have the skill necessary to be the final fall jelly bean standing. And it was this instance where it was the the tail grab ending game, and I'm like, okay. In most instances, I bitch about oh, the yeah. tail ending or the tail games in general, but this was just like I, my best shot at it because it was like I don't know, ten seconds left. I have the tail somehow. I'm running around. I'm like, oh, I only have the last four more seconds, and then I take a wrong turn. It's too late. Tails flying all throughout the entire group of people jumping on each other, and I didn't win. And it's just like, oh man, I don't know if I'm ever gonna get a crown. I hope it happens on stream, but yeah, I know so many people out there are just like, look at me with my 200 crowns, and I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, I, I just suck. Yeah, and my my kind of almost hurt even more, because it was on the the final stage was the hexagon level, and oh, I, was okay. in, I was in a position where I was doing really well. I was probably from like the second layer down, so still really high up. And I was yeah. pretty sure I was the only person that high up. Most people were like three or four layers below me. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to do this. And then fell down one hole, and it was as if I fell down a perfect tube and just fell perfectly <laughs> straight down all the way to the bottom and ended up being the first person eliminated. It was oh, uh, no. quite quite soul-destroying. But um, yeah. And then just to briefly I'm glad you're up, playing that. Yeah, just to briefly wrap up, just because no one wants to listen to me anymore, um, I just want to mention <laughs> a kind of a weird thing of two games that I thought I'd be playing, but I've avoided, and I'm kind of glad I had. Um, the first one was a game on PS4 called Windbound um, that got a lot of attention when it came out, because it seemed like a pretty much a straight uh, Breath of the Wild ripoff. It's it's the same cel-shaded uh, art style, it's oh, a survival yeah. game, you're exploring an island, you even had like a glider and stuff. And it looked really, really good, and I, I don't own a Switch, so I've never t- played Breath of the Wild, but um, I'm glad I held off, because a lot of the reviews came in, and they were like, it's really pretty, but there's the gameplay <laughs> loop is really short, and there's not really any substance to it, so um, I am glad I avoided that. A co-worker of mine actually just brought this game up to me uh, earlier this week, saying like, oh, are you interested in this game? And that should have been a warning sign, because he buys notoriously horrible games. <laughs> like... It's like he's purposely seeking them out because he's he's a shopaholic. Like he just likes buying stuff and returning it. He doesn't actually like playing any of the games. And when he Wait, showed what? me this, he's just he's just like an Amazon addict. Like he just he he's like, oh yeah, I bought like thirty games like over the last like few months. I was like, how many have you played? He's like, like two of them. I was like, stop buying games. Like it's insane. I don't understand him. 
Um, but he consistently buys like these weird cryptic games I've never heard of. He's like, why aren't you on this? All the biggest streamers are on this. I'm like, I've never heard of it. I look it up. It's like, this game's shit. Everyone hates this game. Um, but yeah, this one is the most recent one he brought up where I was like, oh, it, you're right. It does look beautiful. It does, the style looks great. Um, but it does seem to be in that genre we talked about before, Doug, of like adventure in a strange land. Like very minimal, yep. like the Shadow of the Colossus, the Rhyme, the all of those that got so many awards for artistic achievements and storytelling narratives. And then it just got flooded. Like everyone just started flooding the small market. And now it's like, we've seen Journey. We've seen Bastion. We've seen Shadow. Like we've seen them. Like it's, you're going to have to have a little more substance than just good graphics and, you know, Wonder. exploration. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it really felt like one of those games where like, cause you could go on YouTube and the developers had put like, here's the first 20 minutes of gameplay. Like, like as most things, but then you watch that and you were kind of like, but what else is there? And like, I know that might sound yeah. a little bit like entitled, but it's like, yeah, you really got the sense that there wasn't much else there. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, the last thing and a, seemingly from the reviews, a bullet I'm glad I've avoided. Surprise, surprise. I'm not currently playing, uh, the new Avengers game. And I'm glad huh. of that <laughs> because the, the news is not good. Yeah, I, well, I remember E3 when they showed it off, and everyone's like, oh, look at the graphics, and then the cutscene ended, it's like, oh, look at the graphics, yeah. like, so I'm not too surprised yeah. well, there. Well, to be fair, I, a headline I saw really summed it up that was like, it looks like they put more time into the economy in this game rather than the game itself, mm. which, which, it's like, because people talk about this whole, like, games as a service thing, like, sort of Destiny, where it's, like, constantly being updated and stuff like that, but it's like... Why could you not have just made a, a like you could have made a really good single player game uh, just with like co-op and swapping out the different heroes and all that and I don't know why they did and I also think they definitely released this at the wrong time like yeah. if they could have released this like three or four years ago when even though it's not like a it's not an MCU tie-in or anything like that it would have done so much well whereas it's released now Endgame has come out been out for a while for a lot of people that's seen as the end point in the MCU, even though it isn't, and a lot of people are like, right, we're done with superhero films, and it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think even even people like me are kind of like, do I really want to do this? And the fact that, oh, it looks so much like a PS3, Xbox 360 game, I I genuinely think this is one of those games that's actually been in development for years, and just mm-hmm. never quite got off the ground and sort of changed what they were doing with it, and I think they've then kind of... Releasing it now is really bad because they've now got to straddle two console generations, and I think that's going to screw them over as well because they'll always have to support the lesser one. So yeah. they can't, unless they make a from the ground up, where they've already said they're not going to make like a a straight up, completely new PS5, Xbox Series X version. It's just going to be a free upgrade. So yeah, which is a shame because I think there's a lot of potential there. But yeah, kind of glad I dodged that one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It seems super mixed. Like, I don't know. I only caught, like, a very brief stream of someone playing it, and they were playing as, like, the Incredible Hulk, and I was like, eh, this looks kind of fun, and I was thinking in the back of my mind, I'm not even a big, like, Avengers fan, but I'm like, I bet Avengers fans would be having fun with this. What's everyone complaining about? But no, I, it, I guess, yeah. I mean, it's a mixed bag, because anything comic books, it's, you know, comic book, there's a reason the comic book guy in The Simpsons is the most picky finnick like finical little shit of a fan and that's because comic book fans are like that so it's always a mixed bag of like you can't just 
you can throw the comic book fans just the generic fan service and they'll eat it up, but then they'll also resent you for it while eating it up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've seen people play it. I've seen a lot of streamers playing it, getting paid to play it. Wink, wink. Oh, wow. Um, so it's it's more like whenever it's an ad, it's like, fine, I get it. This is how advertisement works. This is how I've heard of stuff before and, you know, it gets the word out there. But also, if you're being paid to play it, you can't say anything bad about it. And even if it does say, even if it doesn't say that specifically in the contract, you're not going to because then this is going to just burn the bridge with that company. Yeah. So anytime you hear something like on the radio where it's like the host saying like, oh yeah, I saw this movie. It was great. As soon as the mic goes off, it's like that movie was shit. But you know, they're not going to say that on air. Uh, same with games. And yeah, I think, I think Nikki, you're completely right. I feel the same way where this game was probably in development for a long time. And yeah, it would have been great with the Avengers. What was the first movie of that? The two parter. Uh, yeah, Infinity Wars. So you, Infinity yeah. Wars. It would have been great to release around Infinity Wars when the hype was at peak, and then after Endgame, everyone was burnt out. Like even you know you and me who are big Marvel fans. Like I'm, I'm good. I haven't seen the last two X Men movies, and I fucking love X Men, but like they're not getting better. <laughs> Significant, like clearly not getting better. So I think this is like the new mutants of video games. And yeah, I I put a screenshot in our chat of like just looking at like. Iron Man looks real weird, and then Captain America just oh, looks wow. like he was ripped out of a Call of Duty game and then reskinned, like with uh, the red, white, blue, and colors. Like his costume doesn't even look close to the Captain America costume. No. So it's like, what happened here? Like yeah. we're not, we're not getting better. That's yeah, really bizarre. It, Good point. <laughs> to me, they they almost look like at one stage in development they ha- they got the the facial li- likenesses for the actual actors, and then at the last minute they got it pulled, and they had to just make some tweaks so they were legally distinct enough to for them not get to get sued. Which uh, yeah, it's, it's shit like that's insane. I th- I think I saw Pat Johnson uh, tweeting about it with like the WWE, and I just saw an article saying like. WWE wrestlers can't go on OnlyFans or YouTube or Twitch or anything because the WWE legally owns their likeness and their names. So they can't even do stuff on their own because they don't own their face. And I feel like this might be a similar situation where it's like, oh, we got Chris Evans like in it and we got the motion cap and it's all good. And then, yeah, around year two of development, they're like, oh, we got to pull Chris Evans likeness for whatever reason. Like Universal owns him now. And yeah, the like, Captain America does not look like him and neither... You know, I feel Iron like Man. it reminds me of that scene in Spaceballs where you see their double, <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> I had to put yeah. a picture of that in chat because... That God, feels it, right. It's so fucking strange. <laughs> just like the doppelgangers. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, yeah. regardless of like where we are, because we're we're at the point with video games where we see incredible, like, like The Last of Us, granted that's a very high-end comparison to make, but this is also a AAA game. Like, this is a huge studio with Marvel behind it. Like, it's fair to make that comparison and the, the graphics are just really not there I've, I've, yeah. just, I've, I've really just seen how bad Tony Stark is in that picture it's yeah that, that genuinely looks like an action figure head like yeah like <laughs> that's a guy you would see on like you know Times Square walking around and like oh I'm not Iron Man I'm legally distinct Metallo yeah <laughs> and like it's like you know like this is a weird knockoff <laughs> yeah. so yeah that's Safe one to avoid. I I always usually tend to avoid the tie-ins, like any big franchise tie-in games like that, uh, unless it's specifically said like, "Yo, this game rocks." Like X Men Legends, fucking awesome. Spider Man Two, PS Two, fucking great. Stuff like that. But then, yeah, for most part I tend to pan them because this is what usually happens. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. 
Well, it sounds like you've been playing a lot of games even during uh, quarantine and all these, this craziness. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, Bren, how about you since the last time we did a podcast? Have you been gaming much? Oh, God, let me see. Uh, it's it's just been... I, I've hit the point of quarantine where I do not comprehend time anymore. Like, we joked about it before, where it's like, time has no meaning in the void. <laughs> it's like, I don't actually know what day it is anymore. Like, yeah. until you messaged me, I was like, oh, shit, we're recording a podcast in 10 minutes. Like, I forgot what day it was. Been there. So I'm I'm all over the place. Um, I got, uh, after talking with Matt Owen, I got the Destroy All Humans uh, demo on Steam. Because nice. I remember that was a game I always had at my cousin's house. I always played that at my cousin's house, but I never owned it myself. Yeah. So I was like, I was like yeah, this is fun. When I played it, let me check this out. I got the demo, and it's just one level. It's just one very short level for the demo. Uh, but I'm I'm just glad people are still doing demos. It's a great way to get a feel for a game before sinking in sixty dollars and then refunding it. Yeah, did it uh, attract you enough to be like, I want to purchase this full game? No, <laughs> <laughs> it backfired on them. Um, but it did. I I was glad I got the demo and got a feel for it. And I was like, all right, I'm. It's very much a PS2 game, both in controls and gameplay, and it's in that kind of overpowered side of PS2. Or like right away, you got telepathy, so you can just pick people up and throw stuff at them. You got a laser gun that you know holds on them for a few seconds and they'll explode. Uh, you got the UFO that just shoots like a death ray and stuff. So like you're very strong very quickly in that game, and of course it scales up. The eventually the military comes at you with robots and stuff and stuff specific to counteract your abilities. Um, so there is progression and there is back and forth, but it just like wow, some of those voices. So, like, the one leader, the alien that, you know, like, tells you what to do and stuff is Invader Zim. Uh, Richard, um, I forget his name. That car. Uh, but it's the same voice of Invader Zim. Okay. Very much the little frantic alien. Very much of the time. Like, Yeah. Um, and he's still a great voice actor. He's still in a ton of stuff. But, yeah, it's just, like, I can't not associate that voice with Invader Zim, specifically if you're an alien as well. Yeah. Um, but then the main character, uh, Crypto, is just, like, has this weird Nicholas, uh, Jack Nicholson impression the whole time, and it it's it hard to get used to. Like I can't imagine playing a whole game listening to that voice because like, yeesh, <laughs> that was a weird choice. Um, and it's just like it's very pulpy. It's very over the top. Like you know, the you, you go down to a farmer and he's like, oh geez, Martha, get the gun! I'm gonna shoot me a little green boy. And, you know, it's just, like, very cartoony and over the top. And it's, that you know, that's the charm of it. That's what a lot of people like of it. Yeah. But it's just, like, I don't know. I can't imagine hearing all that for 50 hours. Like, I, I get the jokes and I'm having fun with it. But, like, it's a long game and I don't know if I could sit through that. So, uh, I, I think I'm satisfied with just the demo. Fair enough. Uh, but then besides that, I got Tabletop Simulator. I finally got a game of that going with some friends after... Six years of trying? <laughs> hey. And you don't you get the laugh, dog, because I also tried to get you to play. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Tabletop Sim's great for anyone who wants board games, especially now where you can't play in person. It's got a shitload of mods, so you can just play any type of board game and anyone's modded. It's highly recommended. It's always on sale, uh, so that was fun. Um, played a bit of Rogue Legacy 2 a bit, but like I said the last time, um, I think I got to the end of that early access. I got to the boss of that. And where while I haven't beaten the boss and I haven't found all of the secrets, I don't really care to. The secrets are really difficult to get, and some of it's real bullshit. 
uh, like was Nick was saying with some of the RNG. Sometimes you can get RNG and roguelikes, and it's great, and you beat it on your first run, and you're done. Other times you're playing for 45 hours, and you barely get past the third room. So, like, it's a real toss-up. Sometimes you're just not meant to win that run. And, Damn. Um, with Rogue Legacy, the effects that every character has that are different with each person, which, you know, makes it fun. Some of them are just so debilitating, you can't. Like, some of them is, like, tunnel vision, where you can only see your character. Or d- not even D.Va, where it's, like, the spotlight's only on you. You're very self-absorbed. So you can only see you. And, like, you know, a five-foot radius around your character. It's like, how can I see if there's spikes on the ground in front of me? How can I know if there's a giant swinging pendulum about to cut my head off? So, it is fun. But Christ, some of those, you know, some of the RNG that is just so unforgiving. It's, you know, Dead Cells more Metrovania type game where the RNG comes with like the room layouts, which don't vary up too much. And the enemy placement, which also doesn't vary. Dead Cells is like a light roguelike. Yeah. The only thing that really varies is the exact positions of stuff um, and then your weapons and your like arsenal. That's about the most that's going to change. But otherwise, you can pretty much... You can plot out a run in that and know what's going to happen. Yeah, and it's, and it's worth mentioning, obviously, this this might be a common thing for, for roguelikes, but it's also the fact that you can invest using the currency in the game of cells in some upgrades that are permanent. So, like, you can invest and it'll mean that in every single run, you'll be able... You'll get two health kits rather than one, or you'll guarantee that you'll get some form of, say, a sword... Whereas from the start of every run, whereas you wouldn't normally, when you don't get that by default. So that's the other thing as well. That like, if you play long enough, you can kind of give yourself enough permanent buffs that it does get easier over time. When, I, when technically with roguelikes, like it should come down to what your setup is each time. So yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's, it's on the lighter end of the roguelike spectrum for sure. That's well, a good time because I was watching Pat Johnson play uh, Neon Abyss, which is a roguelike. Um, and uh, talking to him about the differences of roguelike and roguelite. Uh, so roguelite is you die, you start over every single time. Like, brand new, you got nothing. So, like, Binding of Isaac. Every time you play, it's you start with nothing. Um, Binding of Isaac, you can unlock different um, items that you can find in the run. And you can unlock different characters you can play as. But starting out, you have just nothing. But Rogue Legacy and uh, Dead Cells is a roguelite where it's like a lighter version of it, it's an easier version of a roguelike, where you have incremental progression outside of the game. So you have stats that you can upgrade, like your health, your you know you get better weapons, your weapons do more damage, and that's going to be permanent for every run after that. So okay. that's that's the key difference between roguelite and roguelike. Well, that's what and I mean. I hate when words are that similar. I, I, was... I agreed with Pat. I'm like, the naming is awful. Like, well, I, for I, sure. I hate it so much. But it does make sense, and it's funny that you were uh, informing Pat of that when recently I was on Jules the Human stream informing him about the difference between stalactites and stalagmites, <laughs> and I'm like, God damn, tights for top, uh, mites for bottom, people. I, I still can't get that right, even with that like, little... <laughs> and if you're like, what the fuck's a stalactite? It's the fucking thing the, hanging the from a cave. Spikes and or, caves. Exactly. It's the Earth's teeth. Yeah, you, know, you go into a cave and it's all mouthy. There we go. Um, That's an episode title if I ever heard it. <laughs> Earth Teeth. Oh, uh, yeah, so Rogue Legacy is the same way, but because it's early access, the upgrades you get are limited. So, like I was saying before, you get your just shit kicked in so early on that until you get those upgrades, those upgrades make it playable. They don't make it easier, they just make it playable. And before you can get those, it's like unplayable. You can't get past the fifth room no matter how, what you know skills you have. So yeah. it's brutal as shit. 
Um, so it's, like I said, it's early access, so there's still plenty of room for upgrades and grows, and, you know, they can fix stuff, and I I did like the first one a lot, so I am curious to see how they improve it, but, you know, I got, I got faith in that uh, studio, Cellar Door Studios, I believe. Totally. Um, Besides so that, a bit more Risk of Rain. Um, I was talking with uh, Chiz a bit. We were playing before. They had bugs where you could trade. Uh, you can take items in Risk of Rain and scrap them. That way you can trade them first. And there was a bug where you can uh, you go to a special shop and you can trade three items for a, a good item. And you can trade five of those good items for a great item. And there was a bug where if you had scrap, if you turned one of those items to scrap, it counted as all three or all five of those items for you. So you only needed one scrap to get f- to use for five items and get a great item. Uh, oh, damn. So it was like a big bug. And I was like, what's going on here? And Chiz was much more aware of the development and the meta and the patches. So he's like, oh, yeah, they're going to patch this out. I was like, no, shit. And uh, unfortunately, they had patched it out at this point. But goddamn, that, that was a sweet bug that really helps you out if you're yeah, aware of it. That's fun. They should just uh, randomize runs to just randomly do that. <laughs> They might, so um, with Risk of Rain 2, there's artifacts that are, like Nick was saying, um, there's different, it's just added rules or uh, mechanics onto a run that uh, once you unlock that artifact, you can place it on. Okay. So uh, one artifact I've been using a lot is instead of uh, killing enemies and getting money and opening chests with that money and getting an item, items will randomly drop from enemies you kill. So that takes out money from the whole equation entirely. Gotcha. Another one is the Artifact of Command, which when you get an item, you can decide what the item is instead of just RNG. Nonsense. That's right. We've talked about this before. Yep. I realize the combination of those two artifacts make it so much easier. You can argue like, oh, it defeats the purpose of the game, like large mechanics of the game. It's like, yes, but that's why they put it in, so you can customize your, the way you want to play it. Um, and I was saying about how it's so hard to play the hard mode, the hardest difficulty, and unlock the different skins for those characters. But with... Uh, those two artifacts with the command and uh, added items from enemies, it's so much easier. And I'm able, I've gotten like three or four skins for some of the characters already, like since last time we talked about it. Nice. I also don't feel bad looking up what the artifacts are or how to get them because there are patterns hidden throughout the game on different levels. And you have to find that pattern and then remember that pattern until you get to like the fifth level, which is really hard to get to. And then put that into a special location and teleport there to unlock the artifact. So it's, tough to get so i don't feel bad whatsoever looking up a guide being like what what artifacts do i want how do i get them like what's the pattern to get to them right because there's plenty of secrets and risk risk of rain too and there some are really stupid to get to but it's it's very enjoyable and it's even though i've effectively beaten it for my standards i I, like there's really nothing else i want to unlock i've gotten you know a lot of skins and stuff with the characters i got a good feel for all of them yeah it is still a great game to just throw a podcast on and mindlessly it's that zen through work like kind of game yep where like you're you're running around you're actively doing stuff you're getting it's a bullet hell you're just getting pelted with nonsense but like you kind of can just zone out you don't have to think at all you just go on autopilot and sometimes you're gonna get some bullshit shot that's gonna send you off the ledge drop you down to one health and you teleport in front of an enemy that clubs you over the head yeah that's some bullshit awesome but (laughs) <laughs> but that's the run. That's the RNG of the runs. So, um, and then the last game I've been playing, I started up Hand of Fate two again. And oh, Hand I, of Fate! Uh, for some reason, I misheard you as Panda Fate. I was like, what Panda is Fate. This? It's a little Panda fortune teller that tells Damn you it. how you're gonna die. I uh, would actually play that. Turns out, I'm going out by autoerotic asphyxiation. You probably oh, could no. guess that. 
that's not too surprising for some people. Um, no, Hand of Fate 2. I've talked about it you know, years ago, how much I love this game, and it's just such a unique game. And um, I, I went to revisit it, and I was too far in to mem- remember what all the cards did and how to build my deck to you know play effectively. So I just sure. said, screw it, starting over. I like this game good enough. I'll, I'll, you know, I'm only 30 hours in. Yeah. I'll restart and just get a whole new run for it. I did that with Diablo recently. I know how it goes. Yeah, and I, I'm still really enjoying it. Like some of the mechanics aren't great. Some of the hitboxes are pretty loose, uh, fast and loose with some of those hitboxes on enemies. But you know, it's it's a it's similar to a roguelike where it, you can redo stuff over and over again, and it can be different every time. And um, especially with the second one, and uh, I saw after starting it up, they now have Twitch integration to it so you can put in your steam code and i believe chat if you're streaming it can decide can vote on some of the random stuff that'll happen so it gives them like five options and oh, they that's choose awesome like, you get ambushed by bandits oh you rescue a woman and it's like if you help her and you roll well enough she'll give you supplies if you roll low enough she'll ambush you with other band and you know a bunch of different stuff will happen um want you know just playing a few rounds of it real quick the other night uh, i found a demon he's like if you give me your blood i'll you know pay you back in some way and it's like, well, it's a demon. He could just bite me in the neck and kill me. So it's like, you decide how much blood you want to give him, and then you get a reward if you give enough of a threshold to meet his requirements. Um, or you can just fight him right away, and it's a battle. So you get different rewards. It's just really cool. And knowing that they have have now have mods for it, so people can modify it and do different strategies, do different levels, do different characters and stuff. Um, they got uh, regular campaign mode, which is the story. They got endless mode, where you just go forever. And then they got the different mods people can make, and then they got Twitch integrated. Like it's clear they've been upgrading or updating this game while I wasn't looking, and it's a lot of stuff's been added, and it's really cool to see them this involved in the game. That is, I still say, extremely unique. Yeah. Like I, I know people go point like, oh, that's similar to this, that's similar, but like I've never seen a game incorporate all of these elements in one game and really capture my interest as much as it has. So I I still love Hand of Fate 2, even if I haven't beaten it, but hopefully I can pick it back up and, you know, finally power through it this time. And then put that one back down. <laughs> put, it, put it back down in the library and never look at it again. Exactly. I, I, Check mark. This was a game, this is like Diablo 3 for you. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if I come back to this game like every four or five years and just play it again. Like, I really love this game. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Great to hear you've been gaming as well. I have too. And in fact, uh, it's mainly a lot of Fall Guys on the stream. I'm still doing the Mario 64 speed runs. In fact, uh, we're recording this uh, before I do one tonight on stream. So maybe check the VODs on our Twitch channel. But uh, I that's the thing. I did recently get the sub 30. So like, I feel like I've accomplished my overall goal. But I think I'm going to try to just like see what my personal best is. I think I can shave it down to somewhere like 27 minutes fingers crossed i think in fact i was that close but i was just struggling with the final bowser fight or something last time mm-hmm. anyway i'm gonna keep going with that but very recently we all are aware of the fact that tony hawk pro skater one and two the remakes came out and yep. I, that was a day one purchase for me in fact the day it, before it released i saw kame house streaming some of that game because i think people who pre-ordered it got to play it early and i was like okay just seeing you guys in this gameplay i'm like why didn't i pre-order this this is something (laughs) i was bitching about for a long time i want more skateboarding games i was playing tony hawk pro skater 4 and it was horrendous uh we were talking about the people who pre-ordered it got got the code the day early and then the people who did the like the deluxe edition 
didn't get it a day early. That's right. I ended up getting the deluxe edition because I'm like, ah, fuck it. I want to support the fact that they're doing Tony Hawk games again or remakes. I really think that maybe this team might do something like the Thug games, the Tony Hawk Underground games. I would love that. I know I always, in chat of other people streaming this game, I see people be like, wouldn't it be great if they did Thug? It's like, no fucking shit. Those (laughs) games are very much as formative as these first two games were for the older generation. Make the Kelly Slater Pro Server game. Remake that. Bring that. Oh, back. God. We don't need that. But no. Uh, what, what the hell is it? Streak hoverboard racing. Get on it, people. No, that's so obscure. You're going to have a tough time I, that, finding that it. That one's new to me. Yeah. Streak Ooh. hoverboard racing. Uh, it's a game, people. We're not playing game or no game. Maybe we'll do I Was Walrus <laughs> later. But no, uh, I was uh, playing some of this Tony Hawk remake, and it's, it's a fucking blast. It's a throwback to my childhood. It's just the music's there. In fact, mm-hmm. they added some new skaters, some new music. Uh, but the old songs, whenever they hit, there's it's just like such a throwback. It's like, I literally have not heard this song in fucking a decade or more. So it's just really insane to like just relive my childhood. But also the gameplay is very fun. It's just what I remember, like collecting the letters, skate, doing all sorts of tricks, fucking, uh, yeah, collect-a-thon, get the secret tape. Uh, there are some challenging things where it's like, do the specific move as you go over this gap and stuff. But uh, so far, I am playing it sequentially. I'm over 50% complete with the first game, and once I get that to 100, I will move on to Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, which that game I feel like I played more so than the first anyway, so really excited to get to that. But there's also a really nice like customization option in these games where you can like create your own skater, uh, buy different decks, uh, do the wheels, the trucks, the grip. Uh, and the clothing you're wearing, like you can uh, customize oh, yeah. your tops, bottoms, uh, friggin' shoes, it uh, accessories, tattoos. It's fucking incredible. So I really do appreciate that they went to that level to like give you that ability to customize your character. Um, but yeah, overall, it feels just right to just grinding everything, going into a manual. But wait, okay, that's one thing I want to point out. <laughs> I was fucking go. streaming the game, and uh, Pat Johnson's in chat, and he was telling me how there is a no bails option for the game and mm-hmm. an option for the game where it doesn't perfect uh, balance. Perfect balance. Yes, thank you. Yeah. You read my mind. So, and those are things I would have never considered, but I know back in the day, like on PlayStation One or whatever I was playing it on. God, these games were on everything back then. Uh, I was using cheat codes and stuff if I wanted to accomplish that. So in this game, it's just literally a menu option. So that's pretty cool because I think I was even curious. I'm like, do any of these cheats from the old days translate over? I guess yeah. it's not necessary. But uh, I I don't know. I think it's very cheesy to put those options on and then get like a super high score and be like, look at me, because <laughs> I, I, mean, I think there's a lot of skill involved not bailing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it's like the speed runs that you've been doing there. You know, you can get high scores, but there's different qualifier for what the high score was done. on. True. So you can be like, yeah, I got a million points in Tony Hawk, but I did perfect balance and no bail mode. It's like, well, obviously, like, yeah, you can. it's like playing pool with, or bowling with bumpers. Yeah, like, that makes sense. Yeah, it's easy to get a strike when you have bumpers on. So Absolutely. But and that's the thing with the no bail mode, it's uh when you do bail, it it just like the camera jerks so violently yeah. that it's just like very strange to me. So like I feel like that might be a a game ruining experience for some. So yeah, I have no interest in doing that and I'll just play the old school fashioned way where you do bail. But that's another thing I do want to point out about these uh remakes that's kind of strange is when you do bail, your character just like 
dissolves into like a matrixy like code like hologram thing and i was like what is that i I didn't back in the day like blood go everywhere and it's like yeah you fucking hit some goddamn (laughs) pavement like i want more or less like a realistic bailing and instead it's like tony hawk got plugged into the matrix i will say uh because i was watching the stream i do like this version better because it is a little more jarring but it's also i don't have to see bob burnquist pick his ass up like for a two minute animation every time I beef <laughs> it because God knows I'm not good at those games either. Right. So like if I'm falling down a lot, I don't want to spend, I don't want to play the game for an hour and have about 20 minutes of that. Just watching the getting back up animation over and over and over and over. That's again. true. It does speed things up. I guess it was more or less a courtesy update thing, but yeah. it just feels strange, I guess. So when I always wonder, is it possibly something weird that like, if they'd kept the blood in these days relative to what it was in like the nineties, if they'd had to have like give it a higher age rating or something. So they were like, right, we're just not going to put the blood in so we can give it a six plus rating rather than a 12 plus rating or something. Cause that wouldn't surprise me either. Cause like, I think games were definitely kind of got away with a lot more stuff in the nineties and the early two thousands than they do now. There's definitely more regulation. Yeah, that's possible, too, because they do have the edited version of Rage Against the Machine's Gorilla Radio. It's like, turn that (laughs) up! And I'm like, oh, no. But that's the thing. I feel like, are are kids playing these games? I guess they are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we were playing it back then, so... Good point. Yeah, very much so. Because, yeah, I was talking to Pat about that, about the censorship. I was like, oh, maybe it's for the demo, because for everyone, it's like, no, I guess... I guess they had to censor. I mean, they didn't have to, but I guess they chose to censor some of the stuff. Yeah. Um, with the blood, though, I don't ever remember it being too, like, gory. It's not Mortal Kombat already, you know, you fall off your skateboard and blood is just, like, fountaining out of your mouth, like, you know, down the street and making a slip and slide. No. Like, it was always just, like, a little bit. So it would never and be even enough. It, yeah, it would probably fade away over time even. Yeah, it wouldn't be permanently on the level. Um, if anything, I think the most gory thing that ever came out of those Tony Hawk games was uh, the uh, developer was never soft and their logo was just an eyeball with like a <laughs> tendon behind it and then a spike would fly down through it like impaling it, it yeah if anything they might have to had to center that but i don't think <laughs> that, that's don't think in the, the game blood. i think as a as a poster there's the original neversoft logo nice. oh yeah i'm sure that there was a t- watching doug play there's a ton of logos like zoomies and you know uh tech decks and all these other like uh tie-ins so i'm sure they had a decent amount of money just from you know product placement Oh, for sure. But yeah, the game overall is a fucking blast from the past, and I'm having a total, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it, and I definitely intend on streaming a lot of that, hopefully 100%ing it, maybe trying to get that platinum trophy if it's achievable. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. But yeah, that's really been it. I'm focusing on my stream a lot lately, so, uh, quick early plug, twitch.tv slash ABT Silence, come hang out with us. Uh, well, no, you're on there, Brett. It's your channel, too. <laughs> but that's the thing. Uh, we play all sorts of games there, and it's been a lot of fun. In fact, oh, that's one thing I want to talk about real quick before we maybe go into news and maybe a game, uh, is that I got a new camera on the way for the stream. It's going to be a Ooh. big upgrade. I'm super Ooh. excited to see how that turns out. But it also puts me in a tough position because I'm like, now I need to have like a cool-looking background, and I don't right now. Like I have all sorts of cool shit, like my guitar amp and like all these little like action figures and posters and shit, but it's like, how do I arrange this shit to look cool all, with the new camera. All I ask, I mean, yeah, that's why I don't stream because, you know, the camera would be on my computer behind me. It's just a window like to the balcony. So that wouldn't be interesting to look at. Um, all I ask if you, Doug, is don't get the RGB 
lights set up with the purple <laughs> neon lights and the weird triangle lights that sit behind you and four door. I would first and foremost, those nano leaf so lights are so expensive. I could never, even if I wanted to, especially after this uh, camera purchase. But no, uh, I, I'm not going to get that lame. But I do like some of the, like the ambiance of the lighting. I don't know. I might have to go it, against your wills, Brent. <laughs> I mean, I don't like it personally, but that's just me. But it's just every streamer hat. Like, you're not going to yeah. look any different than any other streamer. That's a good At point. At least well, just then, be different. Like, well, then I'm going to set my stream set up in the bathroom, and I'll be sitting on the toilet, <laughs> and everyone will be like, what's wrong with God, this God, the dream. Just be like, yo, the acoustics in here are so, like, I got to do it. The the sound insulation is just so much better in this room. Got a monitor in the shower? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right, it's well, just like that, that, that could get that could get into creepy territory. Like, if oh, I reach no. a thousand stuff, <laughs> if I reach a thousand stuffs, I'll start showering. I did not think about that. A good re- point. Do showering with your dad simulator in VR. Actually, yeah. shower with your dad. Yeah. Or um, <laughs> or, or you try and stream while like holding in the need to shit. Like, there's so many options. Oh yeah, I forgot about that game. Was it just don't shit your pants? <laughs> yeah. Poop koozie. Dig that back up. Find my old hard drive and find those old <laughs> games. All right, well, since we're already off on a crazy tangent, let's play a quick game of I Was the Walrus. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. playing i was walrus i'm gonna pit bren against nick here uh good luck to both of you guys for anyone new it's just a game where they try to win all right here we go um let's see if i'm actually taking a category from one of our recent ones that we did in a dbz sense but this doesn't have to be in a dragon ball z uh scenario if you could take any two people uh living or from fiction and muse uh or fuse them together in like a fusion dance way to create somebody else, who would you fuse together and who would they become? And let me know when you have your answers. I'll count you guys in. But yeah, take your time. I know this is a strange one. But then again, I feel like we've done this too, and I'm like, fuck. I mean, we've also done, what, four, 300, 400 episodes? God knows anymore. Yeah, no, yeah, I am going to could- start leaning on some of those older categories that were bangers and maybe just uh, put a little twist on them. Let's see. And let's be honest, Doug, I'm sorry to shatter this illusion. I don't think there's probably anyone out there that knows your back catalogue well enough to call you out if you were repeating categories. That's a good point. We yeah, don't if, know it well enough. If <laughs> I don't, yeah, nobody does. You're, that's very valid. <laughs> if you know our back catalogue well enough to call us out, good god, do that's something I mean. better with your time. You <laughs> missed out on the first 307 episodes of season one? What's wrong with you? Listen oh, no. Alright, fuse any two people together, real or fiction. I've I've got mine. Oh, okay, gimme. Yep. Give me a minute here. I can edit out silence. But it's okay. almost better than silence. <laughs> that joke's never been done in three hundred odd episodes. God damn it, I don't even think it has. <laughs> yes. So now someone, so now someone will find out the name of the podcast. And be like, "Oh, that's a good name." I'm like, "Yeah, it, it all goes downhill from there." We peaked with the name. It, it's accurate. 
Um, fuck. Okay. All right, it's going to be, it's not a great answer, but it's going to be my best one. Sounds good. All right, here we go, guys. Round one, three, two, one. Let's start with Nick. Gritty and Guy Fieri. God damn it. I was waiting for a Guy Fieri <laughs> somewhere. All right, Grit, and Brent. Grit Fieri. Yeah. Oh. Yep. God, like the beard is highlighted. Like, oh. <laughs> even, even if it was just Gritty. I don't even know if we need to hear tips. Brent's answer. That was so goddamn it's, good. But It's go ahead, not going to be better. Yeah, like. But, like, Gritty does so much weird shit on Twitter, like, that could happen. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't doubt it. <laughs> don't, no one tell Gritty about this. He'll do it. A fucking God lunatic. Uh, anyway, the Flyers are in that Stanley Cup final, so, like, who knows? Maybe he'll do the final push. With the, any, sorry, I'm distracted. Nick fucking got me with that. <laughs> I yep. won't beat it. Um, I was going to pick Vivi from Final Fantasy IX and Mob from Mob Psycho 100. And combined together, he'll be my perfect son because I love both of the, I love both of those characters very much, and I would very much enjoy just any amount of time with either of them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's super cute, and I do think that's a good answer. But, but man, like, I'm just Grit thinking Fieri. of Grit Fieri and literally yeah. like the balance of like the chaos of Gritty, where he might just like go punch a kid, versus Guy <laughs> Fieri, where he might just go, go like, punch a kid. Uh, I won't know. He's like more like donating to like charities and shit where people are going yeah. hungry and stuff because he's just a good guy. So, and his hair, I, I gotta go with Grit Fieri. That, that's a yes. phenomenal answer. That really yeah. floored me. Yeah, I was just prepared uh, for that. Yeah, Nick as, remembers as, how to play. You just, yeah, yeah, the- yeah. And well, a, 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 a peek behind the curtain, my other option was gonna be a real food network deep cut. That I don't think anyone's going to appreciate. But it, my other option was going to be uh, Guy Fieri and the Barefoot Contessa. Oh, oh wow. How, who forgets about the Barefoot Contessa? Of course. Exactly. No, that's a good good backup, for sure. But you win that <laughs> round. We're moving on to round two. I'm curious to see what you guys make of this one. But this is from an old category, but I'm changing it a little bit. Back in the day when we interviewed, uh, I believe it was The Attack, I don't recall exactly, but Bren came up with this genius category that was Uh-oh. something to the effect of, if you could go throughout all of literature and go big game hunting, who would you like go hunt? But instead of that, I'm going to say, who would you bring out of the literary world into the real world as your pet? All right, that borders on a lot of ethical questions of... Owning a human? Are you saying what creature? Oh, not a human. Yeah, no, I meant okay. a creature. I'm sorry. Well, that's what I mean. You're not <laughs> hunting humans or either. I'm, I guess that's yeah, what that my was, question was. Yeah, no, it was yeah. very much oh, meant to be it. creatures and or like just like little companions. That's gotta be literary, Doug. You know uh, I can't read. Yeah. Well, uh, well then uh. it could be from games. <laughs> of course, this is a gaming podcast. It's yeah, because like anything I read or was anime, either- uh, they have manga. Yeah. <laughs> If manga counts as literature, I'm in. If right, we're talking, we're like, yeah. novels, like, I, fucking Red Badge of Courage? Is there a pet in that? I don't remember. Okay, I yeah, we're excluding novels, we're <laughs> leaning towards manga, anime, uh, games, and all Doug, that nerdy shit. Doug, you're the host of this podcast, you gotta dumb this shit down for me, man, I know yeah. you can't work with this. I know, uh, fuck literature, it's fine. <laughs> Alright, any pet from media, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Uh, God. Alright. I think I got my answer, but I just feel like it's a cop out. Like, it's an obvious one, but... Hey, it could be the winner. Who wouldn't want it? Yeah, I'm channeling my inner Mark for my answer. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> please, please, 
Don't make him naked. Speaking <laughs> of which, we haven't had Mark on the program in a while. He had has had a boy, so I'm very excited for him yeah. and Wendy. Oh, That's congratulations. So yeah. <laughs> we haven't had him on in a while because he hasn't slept in a while. He's yeah. a parent now. He's it's a all, dad. It's rough going. Um, I always joke that Mark's son's going to beat him up for his lunch money one day. Because you got to rebel against your parents, so Mark's the biggest nerd, so his son's going to be the biggest jock. Give it time. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to buy that kid a fo- football and a lacrosse stick. Ooh, the ultimate combination. Uh, <laughs> playing him at the same time. Who knows what he's going to do. Fuck, that's something I forgot to talk about during the gaming section. During Fall Guys, the fucking minigame Fall Ball, it's oh, basically yeah. soccer versus oh, one yeah. another. We were crushing this team to the point where they were about to give up. It was like 5 nothing. But then, and I don't know if you're familiar, sometimes random things fall from this guy. Like, I don't know, football or other just cool shit. This time, a golden egg falls from the sky, and I was like, what the hell is that? And lo and behold, after them sucking so badly, they're getting the golden egg there. I'm like, stop the egg. Do not let that in. Dude, it was literally five points. They tied Uh, it. They took the lead. We lost with, like, only seconds left, and my whole team was just, like, left with our pants down being like, what just happened? That's that's the random RNG bullshit of Fall Guys where I can't take it seriously. Like, I can see it as a fun party game, but I can never be like, you know, we talked about it before in the last episode, like, competitive fall. Like, no. No, right. you can't No, for sure. But I, as mad as I was, I also was like, let me put myself in their shoes. If you're losing I'm that badly, stoked. you have no chance, so you probably are just going to, like, quit or something. But if they give you something like a golden egg option that it's like, let's focus and do that just to tie it up, even though it seemed like we were completely out of reach, I get why they're doing it, but it just totally yeah. boned us. Yeah. Although um, someone streaming Stop the Egg is also what happened on the night of uh, Bren's conception. <laughs> God, I wish they did. Could have avoided it sure so as hell much. wasn't golden. All right. <laughs> Do you guys have answers? Yes. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Let's count it in. Three, two, one, go. Mr. Mime. Oh, what? no. <laughs> Nick. Yeah. <laughs> that is some channeling, some inner Mark shit. All right, here we go, it, Bren. Which, coincidentally, it feels like the obvious answer, because mine's also Pokemon. I went with Quagsire. Oh my god, I was literally thinking to myself, they're probably just going to be both Pokemon answers. Because like, Pokemon's just a not... pet simulator. No, exactly. Like, and yeah. it's like, which one do you want to just have hanging There's out There's like 800 you? of them now. Like, you got so your... wait, which one did you say, Bren? Quagsire. He's a second generation uh, gold and silver. It evolves from Wooper. I'm googling this. It's just essentially a big, smooth idiot. It's just yeah. a ground water type, and it's like a hairless otter, but it's got a big old. It's got like Ditto's face, where it's just two dots and a smiley face. Like that's got the derpiest face in existence. It's the derpiest. Po- it's just a smooth idiot, and I love it so much. God damn it! That is a really good answer. And Mister Mime, what is your reasoning for this pick? Because <laughs> this, I wanted you to got win some on the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta talk about this, Nick. We gotta, right, we gotta right, sort right, this right. one out. No, well, it's it, it's a two it's a two pronged assault. Like, first of all, let's be honest: quarantine has been a long and somewhat lonely time, <laughs> and uh, we uh, we all hey. we all know we all know hey. the li- we all know the little pet theory that you never see um, Ash's father and Ash's mother had a Mister Mime. So they probably on those long winter nights when Ash was out getting. Getting those gym badges. All I'm saying is that uh, if Wars could talk, you'd just be hearing the words Mr. Mime over and over again uh, until until the job was done. Oh, and, this is uh, a disturbing reality we live in. <laughs> it's 
And it's uh, not- yeah, he well, he ran out of PP in more ways than one. <sighs> like I'm never happy to have you on the show, Nick. <laughs> but like you do me so proud. Like, you, you're a perfect fit. But like I uh, I'm a, per- a I'm a perfect uh, degenerate. I think is the word yes. you're looking for. That's what I mean. You fit in perfectly here. Like I'm, I'm never happy, but I'm always proud. <laughs> you always, yeah. You're like a son to me. You make me a proud boy. Yeah, I feel like you uh, pander towards Brennan, that, and he's actually yep, a contestant, not a judge. So I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go with get off, get player. off your high, just get off your moral high ground, dog. Come on, I've, I've, I've seen your fan fiction. I know, I know what you want to do to Jinx, Doug. Come no, on. No, of course not. No, <laughs> of all the Pokemon, that's not the one I want to have sexual. Don't look underneath that with. dress. Oh, uh, God, Quagsire though is just an adorable little just blub. A smooth idiot. I'm, yeah. There's, there's always a trend going around of like, who is your dream team of Pokemon? And I'll throw mine in the chat. Uh, we can uh, put it we want, but it's just like I realize the trend with all of them are just they're just smooth idiots. Like they're just. They're dumb, happy-go-lucky Pokemon that are just very round, and um, I love them boys. Yep, I can't blame you. So, somehow we're making it to round three, and I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> Doug but really that's... didn't want to, Nick, but you forced nope. his hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That's what I mean. I could never go with Mr. Mime on any occasion. But here we go. Round three. What do you guys think of this one? If you had to erase a video game, it could be a single game or an entire franchise, from history, which one would you choose? And I guess it's for the betterment of society. <laughs> for everyone's better Ooh. off. Um, and let I me mean, know when you have your answers. I mean, I can go with the petty personal one, and it's whatever game I hate the most. Or I can go on with it. Like, I truly think this game was detrimental to humanity's evolution, and we would be better off without it. Yeah, I'm having the same thought, because I know what my go-to is. Let's improve humanity, but I'm also trying to think of a useful joke answer. Uh, oh, I've run out of I've run out of humor. Oh no! <laughs> You're pretty. We understand that. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, um, what game do I truly think has has pushed us back a step as a race? What's one that Mark bought me? <laughs> he buys me dumb shit. Oh, actually, I've got the ultimate one for the betterment of humanity, and I can't believe I remember this bit of trivia. Oh god! Because like any Sonic game has cultural relevance, where it's like we had to, you, we had to have that. Yeah, gotta have gotta have Sonic making out with an actual human woman. Like as bad as O Six is, you needed that. We that helped us evolve. I'm trying to think, what did what games have Yule Ball made into movies? Pretty much anything he's touched is garbage. Yeah, I'd be tempted to just erase David Cage as a person. I'm fine with that pick Yeah (laughs) That was not my answer I think I think I might have An answer Alright cool Sounds like you guys have your final answers Let's do this for the win 3, 2, 1 Which video game's getting erased from history Let's start with Nick Jenkins Kingdom Hearts but let me explain Okay, wait, ah, I, literally, I was going to say, if both of you say that, fuck you guys, and we're never playing this again. No, I'm just King kidding. Uh, King Hearts, King Hearts, King Hearts. Uh, what's, what's your answer? Doug, I'm, do- I'm doing this for you. I know there is a small part of you <laughs> that thinks you like these games, but you filled your brain with so much 
bullshit law and, and 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 a plot that if if you think of the human brain as a hard drive with limited capacity, I'm going to let you get rid of all that knowledge so you can do something productive. <laughs> you can learn a language or learn how or, to dance. Yeah, yeah. Just do 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 something beautiful. But now you know. Things like what the fuck Organization Thirteen is, and what Kyrie is, and what Roxas is, and the only reason oh I know what these things are is because I've listened to you talk about them on this goddamn <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but oh, how, when am I ever going to get to listen to my theme songs and shit, and uh, go on the gummy ship and go to Traverse Town? Okay, no, you're not wrong. I definitely, even as I posed this question, I was like ready for Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, and you guys aren't wrong, so it's like, it's fine. It's fine, but I disagree uh, full-heartedly. Like, Bren, what are you, what's your answer? If you but, could justify the whole lore behind the reclusive sigil, which is the X on their clothing that allows no, Xehanort to track them and is also an X in their name, if you could justify that to me right now, I cannot. I All I gotta say is that's late stage Kingdom Hearts bullshit. Whereas, like, the early shit was at least in the beginning, up to the first two games, you could try to defend it. Once all the offshoots went crazy, it's just like. Okay, even they don't know what they're doing, and they're leaning into that fact of just like, it's just zany chaos. And we'll, we'll just at the end of the day, when you have like that, that vital question of like, but what about this? Our answer is like, yeah. Sure. I was thinking about making it personal. And just going with something like Bulletstorm or No Man's Sky. Just the, you know, yeah. the memes. Yeah. But aside at the game, if I had to, for the betterment of society, if I had to erase one game, it would be Candy Crush. Whoa. Oh, good plan. Because oh, oh. I'll concede right there. I think it is was so incredibly addictive for so many people. And also was the gateway to just the mobile phone game bullshit that we have now i think yeah. there's plenty of other games i've done it i'm sure there if we got rid of candy crush there's another game that would have done it and blown up um but i think candy crush is the, the like focal point for so much bullshit that happened with mobile games yeah no dude that answer is woke as fuck and also i can't <laughs> i literally dude, i can't go with fucking kingdom hearts even though i i know it's coming from a good place nick and i think you would release <laughs> us all you, from this curse but like the curse has too deep of a hold though, man like i am <laughs> literally ready for kingdom hearts 4 if and ever if that happens so bren somehow you fucking won and we have to guess <laughs> i have no idea how that happened but that's <laughs> how we play i was the walrus <sighs> All right, guys, let's wrap this one up. Uh, maybe is, there's some crazy shit going on in the news quick if you want to really kind of mention. Uh, like, first and foremost, we got to talk about the Nintendo shit going on. We get oh, Mario yes. 64, Sunshine, Galaxy, all in one package for the Switch. I'm crying, everybody. Like, I've been wanting this for so long, and now it actually, as I was saying early, uh, earlier about my speedruns, I might be able to do my speedruns on my Switch from now on, and maybe that's a little more regulation versus the HD port that actually, went down. No, I'm you know I'm gonna I'm actually I'm gonna Reddit you here. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh, no, it is just a port. It's not a remaster. Yeah. But they no, did a fix a lot of the glitches. So they fixed the glitches. Well, there's a degree of uprising, but it's not a full like ground up remaster. Yeah, but some of the glitches have been fixed like for the port to make it functional on the Switch. That sucks. So ass. I think I think the most like obvious one, which is like the uh, 
stair like backward stair jump or whatever that you've been uh, mastering. Yeah, I, I you know can't confirm it. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure that one's gone. I've heard people talking about that so, ruins the whole sixteen star category. If that's the case, that's the thing. I'm yeah. definitely buying this regardless because I never played Sunshine, and I feel like that's just like a huge Mario omission for it's me. Classic. And I, I, everyone classic. says it's like the best technically, so I'm really excited about that. But once I get my hands on it, I'll confirm the whole backwards long jump stuff. Yeah, just on that though, have you heard the crazy thing? And I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, it's being released, but it's only available for six months, limited and time. This what? is well, this yeah, this this makes no sense. They announced it. They said. Oh, it's going to have a limited physical release. And you're like, okay, fair enough. Fine. Like, it's yeah. harder to produce stuff at the moment. Fine. But then they said, oh no, digitally, like, it will, it will stop limited being available well. end of March next year. It's, they've yeah. literally, like, it's going to be, it's going to be out for six months. And like, a lot of people have said, like, is it going to be one of those things where, okay, provided you have it, will you have it indefinitely? Or is it going to be a thing that if you have the digital copy, are they going to pull it off your device? It makes no sense. I, I no, do that not understand is what bizarre. possible justification. Like, Digital, you can't run out of copies of a digital game. Like I, I fully get like you have to, you might have to limit the physical numbers. Yeah, but why? Especially the- with such heavy hitters, too. That's really bizarre to me. I'll yeah. tell you why. Money. Yeah. This is the same shit Disney pulls with their Disney Vault of re-releasing an old movie for a limited time. That way, they can sell it to you again when they eventually do remaster these games for the Switch. Damn. Yeah. So this yeah. is just another. It, this is. The same thing Disney's done, and it's the same thing Nintendo's done. They've done this before. So it's just, I think this is just an easy port because, like we said, it's not a remaster. There is development time to port these games over, but it's not like a full production of a game again. So this is just an easy way to boost sales during a very uncertain time of, you know, the corona and quarantine and stuff. And yeah, the only reason to limit this is so that they can eventually sell the remasters again, or sell it again on the next console, or something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brent's exactly right, like, yeah, the two theories I've heard are either it's because they're going to do a ground-up remaster at some point, which I think is unlikely, because even with everything going on and kind of wanting to get something out, it's a weird decision. I think it's more likely that, obviously, we know Nintendo is the worst for oh, you bought this on our old console, you can buy it again on our new virtual console for the next one. It's just because, eventually, I think those games will be in, like, rotation in the eShop and they just want people to buy them again. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm excited for the package. That's going to be pretty nice once it's available. (laughs) It's actually very soon, the 14th, so goddamn very, very soon. Yeah. Uh, Sunshine's got a special place in my heart. It's probably one of my favorites. I'm not going to say it's the best because there are certainly problems with it. But I just love that it's just such a break from the Mario style and world, and it's you know Delfino Plaza and stuff, and it's just very cool. Versus Galaxy, where it's like, this is fine. Galaxy's a fine game. I fucking oh. love Galaxy, and that's it. Makes me wonder when we'll get Galaxy Two on Switch. I'm not gonna hold my breath, but man, I am just glad that we're getting these ones, especially one I've yet never even played yet. So that's cool. Mm. Uh, speaking of things only being around for a limited amount of time, uh, Twitch Sings is going away. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's at uh, January first of next year. It's gone, and I don't know why people are all up butthurt about it. It's like uh, everyone's just having fun. In fact, I saw you song do a drunk karaoke stream. It's like this shit's fun as fuck. Why is it going away? My theory, uh, they said they're looking to invent a broader tools and services for its music community. My theory is litigation. Yeah, I think. Flagged yeah. yeah. People, are, companies are starting to realize how big Twitch is and are thinking like, oh, how much revenue are we losing by this you know, person singing along to the song that everyone can watch for free? And that's my theory. And they're cracking down and 
Twitch reinventing it for broader tools and stuff is like basically saying, like, we got to rework this because we legally can't do this anymore. So now we have to find a way to do this without doing this. Because, I mean, all the rock band games and the rock and the Guitar Hero and stuff like those aren't as popular anymore for veritable reasons. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like getting the legal rights to some of those songs. It's just getting harder and harder. And you're like, ah, fuck it. It's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. From, from what I've read, it was kind of that was what killed them off. And that was also why pretty much with every Guitar Hero game they made you buy new peripherals was to offset the cost of buying the licenses to have all the songs. And it's because that's such a huge outlay. Yeah, unless people were putting like $100 down on each new game, they just couldn't break even. And that's why kind of yeah. music games like that have died away because they're just too expensive. Yeah. I mean, and there's, you know, to bring it back to anime, as I always do, <laughs> um, there's a very popular series, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, where a ton of the characters and powers are named after musicians because the creator's a big music fan. Um, and the series has been going on since the 80s or even, maybe even late 70s. And the anime's gone on for plenty of seasons. And just now, some of the seasons are being localized and dubbed in English just because of the litigious nature of the characters' names. So, like, one character is a lot of Prince references to his music, and Prince's estate is notoriously litigious. So, like, they have to just change all of the names of anything close to referencing music. So, it's it's legal battles and lawsuits, like, will determine everything. Yeah, so that's just a bummer to know that that's coming to an end. Maybe we'll have to do a if we do any. Uh, well, first and foremost, we have to hit affiliate, I ain't doing that. which we're close. I was gonna say if we get like it's September, who knows? If we got some subs, I would totally Don't do some bad. Get me started singing. on September. I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not actually gonna happen. We need to hit affiliate first, which is our problem. But yeah, I feel like that's it for the news. Let's do real some one, plugs and wrap this up. Oh, you got one for me? What's up? Yeah, uh, two things. Uh, they're making a Shenmue cartoon. A Shenmue show, which didn't the Shenmue three do really bad? Like why? Yeah, why is a great question, Doug. (laughs) It's mind-boggling, and like even people that love Shenmue one and two played three, and they're like, "This is just unplayable." Like it's, I can link you guys a video if you want, but it's a guy playing it, being like, "I love the first two, and the three broke me mentally." Like it drove him insane. So it's just like, why, why is this continuing? And it's like. After the guy made three, the creator of it, he's like, oh, yeah, I got plans to, like up till like Shenmue 12. It's like, buddy, that ain't happening. No one's trusting you with money anymore. So I guess it's just his way of finishing the story. Gotcha. Um, and real quick, uh, tell me why, which is uh, another ah, thing. Yes. Studios. Uh, yeah. Heard nothing about it. And apparently the first two episodes are out. Who knew? So tell yeah. me why I haven't heard about this or. Ain't nothing but a heartbreak. Don't, don't get, we'll get no. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, um, not already. But yeah, same, same studios as Life is Strange. I know you two are big fans. I'm yeah. gonna once again hold off on this. I'm curious to see if this is a good story or if it's you know Life is Strange was kind of a flash in the pan of you know or if they're gonna tell tell themselves and like oversaturate their own niche market and kind of burn themselves out that's what i thought you were going to come at me earlier with during i was a walrus it's like nick says kingdom hearts you say life is strange and i just <laughs> shut the podcast down and it's I like, like that's how it one. ends i'm people. not thrilled about the prequel and the second one but like this i like prequel the, is oh, before the storm is far better than the second game we won't get into yes. it <laughs> All right, fair but, enough. Um, yeah, we've spent hours on the show talking about those games. But you yeah, know, you're exa- you same as me, Brenda. Yeah, I, I've started seeing like outlets talk about it. But yeah, I don't even there hasn't been that much buzz around it. Like, I think it, it is 
um, very Life is Strange esque. I think there is, in the sense of, I think there is a supernatural like superpower element to it, um, and I believe that it centers around two twins. So I, I think in a lot of ways it is basically Life is Strange three, but. Okay. Uh, we, I, I know me and you, Doug, spoke about this along with you know Life is Strange to to spoiler cast way back when, but like it feels like even just don't nod themselves can't be bothered with publicity. It's like yeah, it's and strange. it's like well, if you think this is good, you you should be trying to convince people like me and Doug. But if you can't even be bothered to to tweet about it and stuff like that, then clearly you're not that fussed so yeah i'm i'm kind of i don't last thing i don't even know how many episodes there's gonna be i don't know when it's due to all finish like yeah i, I might pick it i might pick it up but I'm not i guess they have fussed. too much faith in their games that they're like oh it'll generate the buzz for itself or something so we were literally put no money or effort into promoting it which is like that's either very woke or also very dumb it's not no yeah. it's not it's a very foolhardy and self-assured, yeah. which is going to backfire on them greatly because, yeah, like I said, the first two episodes are already out. As far as I can tell, there's supposed to be three episodes, and the next one should be out by next week. So, like, oh, close God. to when this... So, like, September 10th, I think, or so. And, yeah, I heard nothing about this since the first trailer at, you know, E3 or whenever they showed the trailer for it back, you know, months ago. Right. I heard nothing yeah. about it. No one's talking about it. No streamers, no YouTube, like, none that I follow, at least. So, I don't know how they expect this game to do because... Even the fans like you guys have heard nothing about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, well, it's fine. I think eventually they'll just... They'll, I wouldn't be surprised if they play into nostalgia eventually, and they're just like, right, we're doing an actual Life is Strange 2. It's got Max and Chloe in again. Have yeah, more of oh, that. for sure. If Thanks, they do that, bye. we're all back in immediately, but that's the thing. It's kind of shitty for them to just be like, yeah. we can't do something new and make it work. Yeah, we'd be back in. I'd be ugly crying again. I'd be listening to the soundtrack again. It's, uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, spinning it on vinyl and being and just crying and remembering. Okay, we can end yeah. this episode though. Uh, let's wrap it up and do some plugs. We have a guest on. Let's start with the guest, Nick Jenkins. Where can our listeners find you if you want them to find you on the internet? Now's your chance to plug. Well, want is a strong word, but I'm <laughs> I'm lonely enough that I'm considering relations with a Mr. Mime, so uh, <laughs> say about you what you will. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at just another GMG blog. Uh, not that I tweet very much, but you can give me a poke and I'll send you a kooky meme or something like that. Because uh, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm from the 50s, apparently. <laughs> well... Um, yeah, I do also have a podcast, as Doug alluded to, called Gamers Without Borders, that is, uh, I don't even think, I can't even use the phrase indefinite hiatus anymore, because I feel like that's disingenuous, but it exists, um, yep. there are, there is a backlog, um, it was good fun from a few years ago, um, don't follow it on Twitter because that Twitter account is dead. But um, if you search <laughs> game, if you search gamers without borders podcast, you should be able to find it. If you enjoy listening to my dulcet dulcet tones, talk even more bullshit than I have yeah. in the last hour. So, listener, yeah, go, go throw on an old episode for sure. It's a very yeah. fun show. Uh, I'm sure you'll find an old episode and still jive with it. And there's some good gaming talk. Uh, Bryn, how about you? Uh, you also have another podcast. Yep, you can find me on Twitter at abts brandon. And then, yeah, it's mostly uh, me retweeting shows I'm on, including Are We There Yet?, which is an anime podcast where we watch three episodes of a show or a movie and uh, recap the story and discuss, you know, if it's good, what we thought of it, and if it would be a good entry point for someone new to anime, because uh, one of our co-hosts, uh, it, I would say, was new to anime. At this point, he's not new to anime. He just hates it. 
So yeah. it's a good way to gauge, uh, like, hey, is this you know does this catch your interest in the first three episodes? Is this worth watching? Um, I believe as of today, as of this episode, we did ping pong the animated series, and good god, was that good? That was a good show. I highly recommend ping pong. Nice. Oh, that sounds fun. I loved ping pong growing up. I was pr- fairly skilled at it. I should have pursued that career. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, listeners, uh, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places at ABT Silence. I was hyping up our Twitch channel earlier. We're putting a lot more focus into that. Help us get to affiliate. Stop in and just hang out and chat. Even if you just throw us up for a lurk and just keep us up in a tab that you're not even paying attention to, it helps us numbers-wise. But it We love it when you us- ignore us. It helps us more if you get an account and actually chat and stuff, because that's even better <laughs> for our numbers. But uh, we just are putting on some fun streams, lots of different games and stuff, and we're super close to affiliate. Once we get that, we'll be able to do some even cooler things, like have emotes, like we, me and Bren before the stream we're talking about, like, oh, maybe we'll do bread shoes. Maybe not bread shoes, but uh, <laughs> maybe we'll do uh, birds with arms or something, because that's very ABTS of us. And I and yeah, if we can get some subs, we'll uh, have Bren uh, sing Twitch Sings, nope, as nope. he already agreed Ooh. to. So nope. that's exciting. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe I will, if anybody. And that's if we can get any subs before it's taken off of Twitch. But uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Oh, I also run a record label. It's MissedOutRecords.com if you want to see what music I've been putting out lately. It's all sorts of random stuff. Punk, emo, screamo, the whole nine yards. But uh, thanks so much for joining us, Nick Jenkins. It was a blast having you back. We'll have to see what Jugs, Judge Greg's been up to. Jugs, having, Jugs. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll have you both on. And well, have you been looking off. at, Douglas? I don't know. Just God Craig. Damn. We're ending this episode. <laughs> See you guys next week. Mr. Mime. <laughs>